Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes back in again this week. I am so glad to be sitting next to my good buddy Doug McCary. And we are coming to you live on this Monday afternoon. And by the way, Doug, it is it is a bit toasty outside. It is toasty, <laughs> getting toastier every day. And nothing like that. We had a good amount of rain over the weekend. And now you just go out and it's like, you know, 95 degrees and you just feel the heat coming through the grass and and through the pavement. We did get some rain, but it is, uh, again, now we're uh, into uh, uh, what I call the post-rain humidity (laughs) heat kind of thing, you know? Well, you know, I... uh, we deal with a lot of uh, people moving to Jacksonville or Florida in general, and uh, that's. I always give them fair warning. They always say, "Hey, tell me about hurricanes. Tell me about alligators. Tell me about all these things that you know people have this mystical idea about about Florida." And I tell them, you know, we're, we're in a unique spot in the state of Florida. At least, you know, at least our experience has been in 25 years of living here. Yeah. Is it seems like the hurricanes tend to miss us. They kind of bounce off the coast. You know, if they're coming in from the east, uh, they'll they seem to hit south of us and then scoot over. But the ones we have to worry about are those ones that end up in the Gulf and then come across. But mm-hmm. I do tell them, I said, you know, uh, we, we do experience some warm weather. Yes, we uh, do some serious humidity. But well, uh, and it gets almost <clears throat> it's, it's very tropical here. And um, you know, some of you guys uh, who listen regularly may remember I had my friend uh, from. Um, Israel over here, Ryad. You remember Ryad? Oh yeah, yeah he of was he was here and uh, over the weekend we had a. Meeting. Oh, was he really? Yeah, we had a meeting last night. Oh. Uh, for the people <clears throat> going to Israel in November, and uh, he came in and shared, and he was just said, "It's very tropical here." <clears throat> I said, "Yeah, it's tropical yeah, hot right I know. now." I know. So, uh, but yeah, we're glad you could join us today. Uh, you know. Kind of a, a lot going on in the news. Some things dropped. A couple of big things. One thing, Brad, uh, and I don't know if you were uh, aware of this, but um, there was a uh, a Navy lieutenant. This is uh, pretty big news, <coughs> I think, for people in the military out there uh, who are uh, who were not taking the vaccine. Uh, there was a Navy board that just reviewed this guy uh, who was a Navy lieutenant, Billy Mosley, and uh, they found three to zero on his behalf against the Pentagon that uh, he should be retained as an officer in the the Navy, which is that's a pretty big ruling by them. Um, It was kind of a stinging rebuke to the Pentagon because the separation board voted to retain him uh, he did not want the vaccine. Other other news out of Israel, no more testing required over there going in or coming out. So I think all that's uh, changing. But that was pretty big news because there's quite a few military people uh, that uh, are uh, impacted by that. And um, just want to let, let you know that you might want to look into that, uh, the uh, – that uh, the the Navy uh, retention board voted to keep him in spite of the fact that he uh, rejected the uh, thing. So, 
by the way, uh, just to kind of pick up on that, have you um, are you familiar with this um, uh, basketball player Isaac, the uh, Orlando Magic? No, the guy. one who's got the book out. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that. I was just listening to a. I don't know if you listened to Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of one of my favorites to listen to, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I just got through listening to that and really was encouraged to hear. It didn't really, I mean, didn't really get into his testimony, at least in the in the podcast itself. But uh, he he talks about the book, uh, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, he is a, uh, I guess, he got injured his rookie year with the Orlando Magic, but very outspoken believer, and uh, was you know I think the famous picture is of him uh, during the national anthem when every uh, every one of his teammates takes a knee. During the national anthem, he stands. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has a Black Lives Matter I, shirt on. He does not. I remember that. And yeah. uh, but he talks a little bit about that. But he talked about the vaccine and his choice not to get the vaccine, along with uh, there were some other ones uh, as well. But I thought, yeah, it takes takes some courage to do that. Well, and that for Lieutenant Billy Mosley, it did too. And apparently for him, he uh, was vindicated and is now. Uh, being retained by the Navy. So kudos to him. Yep. And uh, very, very grateful for that. Continue to pray for him. Um, you know, uh, also, Brad, in the news, pretty big uh, uh, announcement over the weekend. Uh, the Southern Baptist Association did a uh, independent investigation into a lot of uh, allegations of sexual abuse and you know, uh, it is uh, it, it went because they requested it, by the way. I want to bring that out, that the Southern Baptist Convention requested an independent investigation. And um, they uh, had this, I guess, a nonpartisan group come in there, I mean, uh, investigate and found that there were a lot of uh, – a lot of uh, – sexual assaults i guess um and and so they put together this uh 300 page investigation and they released it um basically saying that uh, there's a uh, 700 pastors that were abusive sexually to other people <laughs> within their congregation now what's sad about that is that those people have been entrusted to care for the flock and instead they abuse the flock and that that is a um makes me think of James where he says you know don't you, you don't step up to teach uh, because you're going to be held doubly accountable uh and and here they are uh and they ended up doing over 300 interviews uh 5 terabytes of documents by the way that's a each terabyte is what, like a thousand gigabytes? Yeah, I think a thousand gig. So, Don't hold me to that, but I think that's right. Yeah, so it is a, a pretty big uh, thing. And uh, undoubtedly, the world around us is going to take on that. And it's going to be a stain, really, uh, on the name of Christ in a lot of places, uh, both locally, nationally. And uh, because the Bible's pretty clear that. Um, Sexual immorality and impurity uh, can't be named among us, is what it says in Ephesians. And um, 
you know, uh, over in Hebrews, it talks about the leaders, our shepherds keeping watch over our souls. They are responsible to God as under shepherds. They're not really the shepherds. They're the under shepherds. Mm -hmm. And, And what's sad to me is the large majority of pastors that are really committed to purity, committed to good leadership and good shepherding are going to be eyed, uh, you know, with uh, distrust and uh, they're going to be lumped in with people. And unfortunately that, that happens. It happens a lot. And so the Southern Baptists are not evil. And just because there were people within that group that did some bad things and covered it up, they're evil. They did evil. Um, but it's like I was telling a guy earlier today, somebody was complaining about the unholiness of somebody. Well, let's just let's just get the cat out of the bag because I know I've gotten emails about this. Um, yeah, many people know that we have partnered uh, in, in, and I say partnered in the sense of when there's needs in the community, we have been a part of going to meet some of those needs as we've gone to the homeless and uh, people in need during COVID. And even last Wednesday, we were down at City Hall, and we were down there uh, at the request of Councilman Reggie Gaffney, who invited us to come and uh, be a part of a prayer gathering to pray against the violence of young people Mm -hmm. in the city. Uh, There was teenagers shot. There's been people killed. And we were there as God's ministers and uh, and SWAT showed up there, a lot of guys from SWAT, to pray for the city, to pray for the peace of the city as we, you know, and see in the scriptures uh, that, that, you know, when God sent people into Babylon. I mean, my goodness, if you can pray for Babylon, you can pray for any That's city, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so we were praying for the peace of the city. And Councilman Gaffney, uh, who we've done many things with, done that. He's a city councilman. Well, on Friday... Uh, the, the newspapers reported that um, he put out a bill or put up a bill for the city council to consider that would give money to city employees that were um, going outside of the state to have abortion procedures done. They called it reproductive health. That's just code word for abortion, okay, because there's a fear that it won't happen. Now, the word I got was that, he really does not believe that that's going to pass, that uh, the city council is not going to vote for that. And he, there was a need there for him to do that because he's running for state senate and the person he's running against is very liberal and he's sometimes accused <clears throat> of being too conservative. And so if you can put something out that makes people think you're liberal when you're really just trying to get there but what it is it's a very pandering it, well it's 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 even not just pandering it's it's uh i'm trying to think of the word brad where the ends justifies the means right but, uh i'll think about it when we come back <laughs> but the bottom line is folks we we uh don't support this and i want you to hear that clearly that we don't support any proactive effort to help anybody go take the life of a baby it's wrong it's always wrong there's nothing that would make that right um for to to support anybody taking the life of a baby for uh, any reason 
other than convenience. Yeah, the life yeah. of anyone. Yeah, so, yeah well, I that's mean, true. Obviously. And so yeah. we, we intercede on the lives of the people outside the womb and inside Amen. the womb. Amen. Glad you joined us today. If you want to call 844 844- Seven seven seven. Pragmatic, Brad. Pragmatic. Yeah, good, good word. Uh, glad you joined us. Uh, you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. Seriously, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. To SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary coming to you live from uh, the Salem Center. If you want to call us, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. If you have any questions, uh, comments, we would love to hear from you. Hey, you know, Brad, I want to go back to this issue of, and why it's so important. I realize that... Um, abortion on a national level has caught the eye because of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness they are considering again. Because, you know, the Bible has many verses that relate to what we would refer to as an unborn child. In fact, in Luke chapter 1, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, it said the baby leaped in her womb. And that reference to that baby would give that baby value. Mm -hmm. That is not just an embryo, right? right? Uh, Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Mm. Psalm 51. David said, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Okay? Okay. Genesis 25, Jacob and Esau, the children struggled inside the womb. They were struggling, but they're being referred to. In fact, the Lord said two nations are in your womb. So 
there was a, a plan for those children. Exactly. And and the two peoples will be divided, he said. Uh, Psalm 139. I love this my verse. My favorite. <clears throat> you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. And so you see those kind of passages that that validate the value of the baby inside. Mm-hmm. But then there's other passages like in Exodus when men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her child comes out, but there is no harm. The one who hit her shall surely be fined as the husband woman's husband shall impose on him. And as the judge determines, but if there's harm to the baby, listen to this, you shall pay life for life. That's a life in the womb. Mm. It's not an embryo. It's a life. And, and God says, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand. And again, that's related to judgment. That's not talking about personal vengeance there. And so I was uh, looking at uh, Proverbs twenty four eleven says, rescue those who are being taken away to death mm-hmm. hold back because a lot of people a lot of a lot of controversy over christians picket picketing at abortion clinics mm-hmm. and yet that that verse says rescue those who are being taken away to death mm-hmm. hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter mm-hmm. if you say behold we did not know this does not he who weighs the heart perceive it does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it, mm-hmm. and will he not repay man according to his works? Yeah, I, and I and I think uh, you know a lot. Of, there's a lot of people that say, yeah, but what if a baby can't survive without its mother, or what if a baby has birth defects? Um, the question I have when you think about, like, I have two daughters with Down syndrome. One of them is very verbal. One of them not so much. They both would have tested positive for Down syndrome inside the womb. Uh, I have one daughter who has only a left hand. She had amniotic banding. Uh, you know, I had one daughter who had a heart defect that needed a heart transplant. So would you kill any of those children after birth? Uh, probably not. 99.9% would not. So why is it okay to do it inside? In Exodus, the Lord says, who's made man's mouth? Who made him mute? Remember when he says right, that yeah. to, to Moses? Who made him deaf? Who made him see or who made him blind? Isn't it I, the Lord? And, you know, whether somebody is born with a birth defect in their body or an, a, a different kind of body than what we would consider normal. Uh, my daughter did a thing one time on, um, she doesn't have a disability. She has different abilities, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, those kind of things should be going through us as we think through these issues. And so the issue goes, yeah, but we're not really telling somebody to get an abortion. We're just saying people should have the right to get that abortion. Well, why do people not have a right to kill a neighbor if they get angry with them? Why do people have a right if somebody, uh, you know, does something wrong to somebody but is not posing a deadly threat, do you have a right to take their life? You don't. Mm. So we should not have a right to take the life 
of a of a child with the image of God on that child. And unfortunately, uh, about 50, 60 years ago, a group of justices said this is a right, and 60 million-plus babies have died as a result. And now there is a movement to move back toward uh, allowing states to decide. And because we have a pro-life governor here, people are fearful, and whether it was for political gain or whether or posturing or whatever, uh, we cannot, and I say that unequivocally, we cannot support this bill that has gone to the city council here locally, and we will always stand on the side of life on SWAT radio, and I just want to make that clear so that there's no confusion. Well, Listen, I love Councilman Gaffney as a brother. To disagree with somebody doesn't mean you hate them. All right, we are to love even right. our enemies. <clears throat> That's right. And so, I, and I don't consider him an enemy, but I disagree strongly with this bill, and and I I just uh, wholeheartedly encourage any councilmen who are listening do not vote for this thing, and always stand for life. If you're a believer listening to this, pray pray for our leaders not to compromise in this area. Very important. I don't know. We need to we need to be reminded. Who, who knit that life together in the womb? Yeah. No, no matter what uh, we may see as wrong, you know, uh, whether it's Down syndrome or a missing hand or a heart defect, obviously you and I both have that in common. I've got a grandson who's got serious heart problems. But the reality is the psalmist said, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. Mm-hmm. The fruit of the womb, a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. It goes on, says, blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. You know, Doug, we, 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 we tend to look at children as an expense. <laughs> yes. And they are a blessing. Well, they are. And Brad, they are vulnerable. And all you have to do is start looking through the Bible and you see God's heart for the orphan, the widow, the sojourner. And I would remind any government official that might be listening, any government official that might be listening, that one of the fundamental responsibilities for government as an institution is to protect the lives of the people it governs. And that includes the unborn. Psalm 82 says, give justice to the weak and the fatherless, maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute rescue the weak and needy well there's nobody more weak than an unborn baby in the womb of a mother right uh especially a young mother who doesn't think clearly because there are people in the world that would take that baby and care for that baby Yeah. yeah uh and you know also romans 13 rulers are not a terror to good conduct but to bad would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. So if you're a government leader out there, whether you're in Virginia, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, it doesn't matter, you serve as a minister of justice under God, whether you're a, a councilman, whether you're a mayor, whether you're a, a state representative, by the way, on Thursday, we're going to have a state representative on, Steve Toth from uh, Texas, and we're also going to have Clad, uh, Chad Robichaud from the Mighty Oaks <coughs> Foundation. Chad 
is a guy who stands up for the weak. He stands up. In fact, uh, when the debacle happened over in Afghanistan, uh, Chad being a forced recon Marine, uh, with eight deployments to Afghanistan, uh, had a translator in his family over there that he felt like our government abandoned. And so he went over there with a group of operators, and they not only rescued that family, he rescued 17,000 Afghanis. Now, that's unbelievable, but he's a believer. He's a follower of Jesus. He's a former MMA uh, champion. And you go, how can you be that and be a follower of Jesus? Well, he is, and God's using him to do some mighty things. He has been back and forth to Ukraine helping people as well. And so I'm excited to have him on. That's Chad Robichaw from the Mighty Oaks Foundation on Thursday, along with state representative from Texas, Steve Toth. And so um, we'll uh, look forward to having you on. But Steve is one of those guys who cares about the life of the unborn. And that's why he decided to run for office out in Texas. And he's, caring about the the needy out there and the weak and as believers you know we we really are called brad to pray for our leaders but also we live in a country where we can let our voice be heard as well and so there is a council meeting tomorrow night at four o'clock and you can show up there and fill out a card and you can go say hey i don't support this bill and you can do that and i would encourage uh, any of you if you've never been to one of these city council meeting even a school board meeting, uh, I highly recommend going. Uh, you don't necessarily have to go to say anything, but I think it's good to go see the process. And uh, we need more people to to show up and uh, to stand up for the for the innocent. And uh, so anyway, uh, we'll take a break real quick. If you want to call 844-777-7928. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Again, that's 844 844- Seven 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 nine two eight eight four four seven 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 SWAT. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes, Doug McCary coming to you live on this Monday afternoon. We would love to hear from you, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. And, uh, you know, Doug, I was thinking during the break, obviously we were kind of all over the place, but certainly talking about uh, the Southern Baptist Convention and uh, the sexual abuse allegations, not just allegations, but 
but uh, well, apparently it, it, reality. Yeah. Um, and and I, I thought Al Moeller, Doctor Moeller, did a did a just a wonderful job on the briefing this morning. If you're if you just want a quick snapshot of what happened, uh, just go to the briefing. You can listen to his podcast today. But I was also thinking about you know we were talking about this the abortion Roe v Wade all this stuff. You know what? I think a lot of people think well we get on that high horse of you know abortion. The reality is it's not just the taking of a life, mm-hmm. but it's it's the long term consequences of even the mother who makes that choice. Yes, and uh, you know our hearts need to go out to those young women. Yes. And, and because obviously if, if you're going to have an abortion, you, this, you find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in mm-hmm. and you need prayer, you know, that God, God is the one who knit that life together. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're not just trying to save the babies. We're trying to save the mothers too. Yes. And the fathers. Yes, exactly. And, you know, um, that's, um, that's one thing that uh, organizations like First Coast Women's Services, um, they, they've, you know, been great at is uh, helping women, uh, one, see that there really is a life in there. You know, that this is not just a, uh, this is not just a, like having a, it's not, yeah. it's like, have, it's not like having a mole removed. Right. You know, there, there is, um, there's a baby in there. Uh, there's a life and, um, and it's, it's just really, um, it's something that, you know, for a long time, Brad, they didn't have that a long time. There there were no sonograms. They were just, it was just that you went in and just had, had it taken care of. And it was just like literally having a mole removed as far as the way people thought. But I think deep down, every person knew what was going on. And, um, you know, I, I'm so thankful, uh, for the people that have been involved. If you're listening and you, uh, are part of first coast women's services of you've served with them. I mean, they're in Mandarin, Kernan, uh, center, Baker County, Clay County in the North side of town. And, uh, they, they do a lot and, uh, very grateful to have ministries like that, um, helping, uh, with that particular issue but for a long time it was just like going to say hey you know you shouldn't do this and then you had places like first coast and others step up and say hey we need to reach out to these women and the men that are involved and 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 pray with them and help them understand that it's more than just a procedure well doug don't you find as you share the gospel with people who respond to the gospel uh it's usually when they're at a very difficult time in their life Yes. They're experiencing hardship. And, uh, you know, we should view that as an opportunity to Mm -hmm. speak gospel truth into their life. Mm -hmm. Yes, in the hopes of saving the baby, but also to see salvation in the hearts of the mom and dad. Yes. And, uh, you know, you talk about suffering or going through a difficult time. The whole crux of what we started in Acts chapter 12 back in January, um, at SWAT, at the SWAT meetings, and we worked through chapter 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. So five chapters. Is that our whole semester? Yeah. Okay. That was the whole semester. We started with Peter 
James beheaded and Peter in prison, and we finished with Paul in prison (laughs) and getting out, starting a church in Philippi. And one of the questions that I threw out to the SWAT guys is this past week is, how did Peter and Paul respond to suffering and persecution? Uh, how did they How did they both respond? Because in chapter 12, we see Peter's response. Chapter 16, we see Paul specifically in prison. And how did that response demonstrate where their trust was when they were dealing with this? Because you look at Peter. I mean, if you remember, Brad, Peter was... He just witnessed one of his best friends beheaded Mm -hmm. simply because he loved Jesus. And Peter was next on the chopping block in prison waiting in stocks. He was down there and chained to two. um, Actually, he was chained to two guards. And what does it say he was doing? What was he doing when he was in prison? He was praying. Well, what else does it say? Let's see. So chapter 12, right? Yeah. Uh, If you go back and look at 12, when Peter was in prison, uh, actually it's verse 6. Read verse 6. That's all you got to read. Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night Peter was sleeping between... Stop right there. (laughs) He was sleeping. Right, right. He was sleeping. Now think about that. If your best friend, if you're listening out there and you see your best Christian brother or friend sister beheaded and you're thrown in prison let's say you're in the middle east Mm -hmm. you're on a trip and they find out you're christian and they kill your brother or your sister and you're in prison chained between two guards are you going to be sleeping most likely we're going to be like We need to call the embassy, man. We need to get word to people. What am I going to do? But Peter was sleeping. Now, that takes me back, Brad, to a time when Peter was in a boat with Jesus (laughs) and the disciples. And his rabbi was sleeping. And he's screaming, hey, don't you care about us? Remember that? Yeah, I do. And, And Jesus goes, where's your faith? And now we see Peter with that faith, and and it's amazing how it's taken a few years to get there. And a lot of times in the Christian church, especially here in the West, what we do, we want to jump from Jesus saying, hey, come follow me, to where Peter here is sleeping in the prison overnight. Yeah, I mean, if you had a death sentence, because that's what Peter had. I mean, literally, this is the night before he's supposed to be executed. He, he's he's, he's so at rest that he's sleeping. He's so at peace that he's sleeping. And, but but we want to go to that place overnight because we one we we're we're get it now kind of people right. I mean, men especially, we don't like having to wait too long to grow into our maturity. And uh, I think that um, as you look at chapter twelve, you see Peter resting and then an angel comes and rescues him and peter is so taken back by it that he thinks it's a vision i mean he's, he doesn't even believe it's real uh, uh, sorry i gotta just interject here because didn't i, I kind of wonder what uh because wasn't it i think in john where jesus told peter you're gonna you're gonna live to be an old man 
Yeah, at the end of John, I think it's 21. Yeah, I think it is. Was he resting in that reality? You know? maybe, maybe he was. Maybe hey, he I'm thought. Not, I'm not stressed about this. Yeah, yeah. Jesus said, I'm going I'm, 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 to, it's going to be a while. Right, right. And, and that could have been that. But, but I wonder if he was resting in the fact that if God wanted him to die, then he was ready to die. And if God wanted him to suffer, he was ready to suffer. For a lot of us, we want what God wants when it matches up with our <laughs> desires or our level of comfort. In other words, we'll follow God to a point, but when he says, I want you to step over this line and I want you to trust me here, don't you care, Lord? Don't mm. you care that you know our lives are falling apart? Don't you care that I lost my job? Don't you care that I've, I've lost my marriage? Don't you care that I've lost my health? Don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you mm-hmm. care? Mm-hmm. And he's sovereign over it all. Right. And Peter was at a point of resting in his sovereignty so much so that the night before he thought he was going to be beheaded, he was asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know many of my friends, including me, that probably would have been sleeping that night. Right. I, w- I would be thinking about the things I didn't get to do or didn't accomplish or the, the things that I, I wanted to take care of before I left the earth. And, Doug, don't you believe that peace and rest in a situation like that is a supernatural move? You and I both, we've had SWAT brothers over the last couple of years who've had bad diagnos- diagno- cancer diagnosis some have passed yet we've gotten to watch some of these men truly live out in the midst of very bad news a, a peace and a rest and mm-hmm. and and really a joy uh-huh. this isn't a manufactured rest no. or peace it's a peace and a rest that comes from knowing it, not just knowing that god is sovereign god is on the throne god is ruling god is working all things out for our good and his glory. Mm-hmm. It's not just knowing it. It's putting your full weight into that and really believing that. Yes, and even like um, this morning, you know, I know you listened to the briefing. There was one of the one of the stories was uh, for real God is pretend and for pretend God is real. And it was a, a story of a, a, a guy and his son who said the son was getting ready for his bar mitzvah, which was a rite of passage into manhood for a for a young man. And uh, he was said he was praying. Uh, his his the, the title of the article was How to Pray to a God You Don't Believe In. And I think for a lot of us, as we look at Scripture and look at Peter's response, or even Paul singing in prison over in, in uh, Acts 16, him and Silas, we look at their response and we got to deal with the question, how does their response influence me to change how I respond? Mm -hmm. Does it? If it doesn't, why doesn't it? We see God moving in them and we go, wow, that's great. But then in our lives, we go, well, you know what? I'm not them. And we just accept it instead of saying, God, we're sorry. Change us on the inside to be like what they did well i know we're gonna take a quick break uh i was thinking about brotherhood 
how important it is to have brothers around you who can encourage you in those kind of times. So, uh, hey, call us at 844-777-7928. We're going to take our last break, and then we'll be right back. SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. Yeah, I'm just a nobody. I'm Brad Sykes, actually, uh, sitting alongside Doug McCary. And uh, listen, this is uh, some pretty heavy stuff we're going to work through over this week. I'm going to be with you, what, today and Wednesday? Yes, you have somebody today. Coming I in got tomorrow? Dave, David Gray tomorrow. You're, Gray. You're, you're, you're golfing, buddy. That's right. Speaking of golfing, we got to get out and play some golf, man. We have not. My, yeah, I, you I, and I have not. I guarantee we haven't played in a year together. I think the last time I played with you was at Hidden Hills a long time ago. Oh, my word. That was, uh, really? Is that the last time? I think that's the last time I played with you. I, <laughs> I haven't played. I, I bet I haven't played golf in a year and a half. I used to play a lot with Anders, you know, when yeah, he was here. right. And uh, he's our brother that lives up in Birmingham now. But, um, you know, Brad, this issue of trusting through suffering and persecution is – it's, it's a tough issue. You, you know, we were talking in the break about this the, this morning on the briefing. One, one, this article I, I referenced earlier was a, a, a guy who is a philosophy teacher who had a son who said he didn't believe in the God he was praying to. And inevitably what came out of this article was that it's okay that uh, he believes in God, not for God's sake or his own sake, but for just because it's it's something good to believe in something. In other words, it's good for the community to be part of a community. That's the bottom line. What you're talking about is just a communal right. uh, identification. It's like being part of the rotary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just except the things that bring the commonality is religious activity or religious mm-hmm. life. And uh, but one of the comments uh, that was made in the article was from a playwright back in the uh, early 20th century. Uh, it was a take on Job, 
and there was a question asked or statement, if God is good, he's not God, and if God is God, he's not good, which is the way a lot of people feel because if God is good, why does he allow evil? If God is good, why does he allow bad things? Why did all these pastors who supposedly represent God mistreat and abuse people? You go, that that doesn't. And so people hold what humans do against God because he allows it. But if God dealt with it all, he would have to wipe everybody Every, yeah. off the face of the earth. Because, that, listen, everything, and I love what Moeller did this morning, he said everything from termites to mosquitoes <laughs> to cancer is part of God's plan to permit evil in order that Christ would triumph over evil. And and that's hard for us to understand and grasp, but the hope that you and I live in is not a false hope. It's not something that, I. in fact, I would even venture to say you and I have community here and at SWAT, but that community is based on the hope of Christ and the, and the reality of his word. Right. It's not just because we get together and go through rituals every week. <laughs> right. That that is a a mindless hope to me just to do those rituals. That doesn't give me hope in anything. No, that's well, kind of sad actually when you think about that. And and yet most of our churches are full of people like that. Mm-hmm. And you know I think it's a good reminder that God is working for the ultimate good, mm-hmm. not for the temporary good. You know I want God to give me temporary good. Yeah, but He's more interested in the ultimate good. Yes. You know, and and sometimes, I mean, anybody who's ever trained for any kind of a run, a race, a a fight, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was wrestling, you were a baseball player, I was a golfer, you know, if you're going to experience excellence, Mm -hmm. if you're going to do good in that sport, it's going to require some hardship. You know, I mean, you played with some pretty good baseball players back in the day. Yes. I played with some pretty good golfers. Got to watch some of them this weekend. You know, is to, to you don't get to that level, and I hate to bring it down to that kind of a level of sports, but the rest, that's just normal um, outcome. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want good outcome? Mm-hmm. There's going to be some hardship there. We only know a sinful world. Yes. We don't know anything pre-fall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, to your point, if God was – if God was just going to take care of it right now, we'd have been wiped out a long time ago. Well, I love the way Moeller kind of finished this morning, and I think it's encouraging. So I have no idea what you out there listening may be going through. You may be in your car. You may be at home. You may be listening to this on a podcast and 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 feel kind of like this child of this professor who just wondered uh, why, you know, Things are the way they are. But remember, God made an orderly universe. He did. Mm-hmm. He made it orderly. And that's why it's always wrong to kill somebody, a baby, a human. It doesn't matter. Now, we try to justify things wrong and right. And our world has become more progressive in saying, well, this isn't wrong anymore because we've progressed and and there may be a time, folks, that we progress. It's not wrong to kill somebody if they do something to you in response to that. I'm not talking about to defend life. 
I'm talking about in retaliation for what somebody did. If we progress and continue to progress, who's to say that's wrong? You see, right now, our government says it's it's right for two men to get married. That used to be and still is in the eyes of God wrong. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's morally wrong It's not because it's not in accordance with his orderly designed universe, right? And so the Bible is about the story of God creating man and then relating to that man, losing that relationship so that he can regain it by the triumph of Christ. And not just that one man, Adam, but all man that he would create would have an opportunity. And so the Bible is story. And, you know, when you look at it, our stories are wrapped up in it. Brad's story, my story, we all have a story that's part of that big story. And it's not because we make it up. My story's not made up. You know, today at lunch, Amos, you know Amos. uh, Amos comes to our lunch swat, and we were sitting there talking, and he goes, I'm just amazed at the stories you share when you share at SWAT because they're amazing stories, because they're real stories. They're not made up. I'm not sitting there creating fiction. I'm not praying to a, a God I don't believe in. I'm praying to the God who's real, the God Yahweh, who's the God of his people. But don't you don't have more stories than other people. I think the difference is... You remember those stories because you're seeing them through the the a biblical filter to understand that God is in every single detail of our life. Yeah. From the guys you had lunch with today to the guys I'm going to have breakfast with tomorrow to the experience of me driving home from the studio to go see my grandsons, he's intimately involved in all of that. And when we experience, whether it's hardship or it's the, the highs and the lows – God's in all of them, mm-hmm. and we remember those when we understand his hand is over that. And I think, you know, Doug, I, I kind of go back to the question that we kind of posed or you posed here is, how am I going to respond in difficult circumstances? Peter's taking a nap. You know, I, I think of Paul is singing mm-hmm. in the midst of the stocks in prison, and yet I experience a little bit of hardship. What do I do? Mm. Grumble, complain, moan, groan. How about you? You know, if you're listening, how are you responding to the hardships that come our way? Well, and and to go back to what Moeller said, and and the the thing that affects how we respond to that is, if we don't believe that God is real, if we don't believe that His Word is true then none of that matters. I mean, so so when you read the Bible, I mean, you unlike that professor, you know, he says it gives him comfort to be part of a community that that practices religion without true belief. That's that's a, that's ludicrous to to, to it's do a club. that. It, well, it is, but it's a club with no hope. Right. I right. mean, like like for us, you and me, we believe in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, um, can you imagine what life would be by, like without no God? Wow. What life would be by, like without no Jesus mm. for us? 
That means this is all there is, and it's pretty much the fittest rule and the fit, like the strongest get what they want, the most powerful, the most wealthy. So if you really believe that, then you should live every moment to the maximum capacity that you can for the pleasure here and now, because I don't, I don't see any hope in anything else. Like why pretend, you know, and that's a lot of people do that, Brad. A lot Mm -hmm. of people end up, they, they're just like this professor. They, they placate their life by going to church and being part of a group, but they really don't believe it. It doesn't impact their life. And that's the whole point of what we're talking about. Did Peter's response, Paul's response, really influence me to change in any way how I'm going to respond? Did reading about them encourage me, you know what, I haven't responded like that. I need to repent. Because mm-hmm. 1 John 1, nine says, if we confess our sins, he'll forgive us. And we are to be repenting of those times. Think about how many times Peter must have repented in his life. <laughs> From the first time he he stuck his foot in his mouth to the time he denied him three times. But, you know, even when they were feeding the 5,000, think back to that. When when Jesus said, hey, how are we going to feed everybody? What was the right answer? Uh, you, you can do it, Lord. Just tell us what to do. Exactly. And he goes, we don't have enough money. We didn't got enough money to feed these people here. That was the wrong answer. So he was constantly repenting, and we need to be about that too. And I hope that you will, as we look at this this week, of making the God's Word practical, like you say, Brad, always. It's got to go through us. God's Word has to go through us. Absolutely. And we're thankful for those opportunities when we can apply it. And so uh, good to be with you, Doug. I'll be back on Wednesday. David Gray in tomorrow filling in. And uh, send Doug an email, ask at SWATradio.com. We always love your feedback and your comments, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Till till next time, Doug, I'll yep. see you on Wednesday. See you on Wednesday. See you guys tomorrow on SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening